Jack of All Nerds is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. It's 8 p.m., kitties, and you know what that means. Jack of Nerds, 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 Jack of Nerds, 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 Welcome back to more cooking with Bane. Oh, you think grilling is your ally? Now's not the time to sear. That comes later. Ah, <laughs> uh, quick question. It says here to be or not to be. So who am I supposed to be or not to be then? I'll do a great Nick Cage. Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. On with the show. Welcome to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell. Joining me tonight, the millionaire and his wife, Derek Murray and Danny Anthony. Who's, uh, wait, uh, who's yeah, the who, wife? Who's who? Yes. <laughs> well, that, love thank you for clearing that up. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you. No problem. <laughs> uh, so, case you're... Uh, there was just a post on Facebook. We were trying to go live on Facebook, but Facebook is... Um, What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Starts, I, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Close. That's I was a good word. I was thinking cunt actually, but you know what? They're very similar. In they mean uh, the same thing, yeah, right? In in you know textually speaking. So yeah, it would not let us on for whatever fucking reason. Uh, I followed its instructions, and then it was like no. So we'll try to work that out another day. Um, we are also not on Twitch tonight because that derailed that plan. Uh, and if I wanted to start at some point, you know, close to when we're supposed to, we just had to fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> so, we'll do it live. So here we are. Um, why is my computer is acting like I'm on my, on my Facebook? Lap, like my laptop, I can see the light on my camera. Yeah, and it's acting like I was on live on Facebook right now from my laptop, which is not what I wanted. So this thing. It's just that beginning rant might have just been on Facebook right now. Awesome. Why? Well, hey. With awesome. <laughs> no, no, no. About, they, they know what they are. You're, they you, you mean to tell me the beginning rant about how we're not on Facebook yes, Live? Might have just been on Facebook. All, it's sweet. No, but not the way that I wanted it to yeah, be. You know what I mean? Perfect. That's perfect. I don't. Uh, I actually just had to close Facebook to make it stop. So good. I'm once glad, again, I'm glad everyone's coming with us on once this one. again. Facebook, yeah, fuck you very much. Uh, okay. Anyway, so tonight on the show... I totally support the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> tonight on the show, we uh, it's procedure, everyone. Ooh. We're going to be talking about procedurals. Yes. Police, legal, medical, marijuana. <laughs> no, I Just any shows following a procedure format. Yes. The uh, No serials. Okay. Uh, so, so no life, no yeah, kicks, no yeah, nothing like that. Nothing here is kid tested. Kellogg's, right. General Mills, nothing. This is good because I I just finished my jury duty, so I'm ready. I know what courts are like. I'm, I'm do fucking you? set. I do. They actually make that gingin sound. So. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I I will tell you right now, it is nothing like Law and Order. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I imagine it's much more boring. Do you remember when they did the Law and Order like actual cases? 
actual courtrooms and it lasted like less than a season yeah because everybody was like I don't want to watch this yeah yeah no one gives a fuck unless it's like no, not people, how courtrooms actually act most people just settle yeah yeah so but yeah so we're gonna talk about some of the ones that we love uh, some of the terrible ones maybe some guilty pleasures yeah and then uh, just for kicks we're gonna make up our own mundane spinoffs I love it because it seems like every procedural if it's worth its weight gets a plethora if you yeah. will of spinoffs it's not even that if you just if someone is like hey I like that guy in that procedural they're like yeah he gets his own show now and it's literally the exact same show that he's on he's just the main character now yeah yeah. So that's that's going to be uh, the the majority of what we talk about tonight. Uh, but before we get into anything else, we must talk about the people who allow us to be here. What? I don't know what that accent was. I don't, I don't know what that was, but now I don't know how I'm going to do Roadhouse. Um. He looking like a man. I don't know what I was doing. So that's anyway. First up, the Etowanda Roadhouse. 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 I haven't done Little Sweet in a long time, so... Sorry, I just felt like I would follow it up for no, you. No, I did. No, it should. No, it's it's. So you can perfect. have the best of both worlds. Yeah, no, I love it. I love and then it. Danny could just say, Roadhouse. All right, whatever. Let's, we'll do a round Shall next we? time. Yeah, right, let's round. do it. The Etiwanda Roadhouse. 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 Perfect. Nightly... Food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, pub trivia, karaoke, all kinds of good stuff. For more information, visit facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. Roadhouse, it's the sweet one. I almost went, I almost just said Roadhouse, like Roadhouse. I, I've, I've screwed myself up. I can't be a part of this. I can't be a part of this anymore. <laughs> facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. Ooh, there you go. I threw an extra one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was having uh, audio difficulties. You were having ear issues? I was. I was. Roadhouse, it's a sweet one. (laughs) Also, check out The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. Enjoy a fabulous four-course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. For more information, visit thedinnerdetective.com. And if purchasing tickets for the Claremont, California location, use the promo code CRIME to get a $5 discount, everybody. And don't forget... This Wednesday is Valentine's Day, and there are dinner detective shows nationwide for you to take that special someone to a murder. It's, and, and it's the sexiest thing you can do, really. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll be working the one in Claremont this Valentine's Day. And usually, to see me perform, you got to be on a street corner somewhere. So, it's an extra treat. Some extra $50 but no matter what, handcuffs before. are involved. This is true. And guns. Yeah. Uh, not just any handcuffs, fluffy pink handcuffs. Yeah, they're red, damn it. Yep. All right, anyway, a little rouge for the fellas. Uh, so also check out Four Color Fantasies comic book store located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Uh, for more information, visit facebook.com forward slash 4CF Rancho or 4ColorFantasies.com. Both mm-hmm. with the number four. Um, also, the day after Valentine's Day is their Black Panther screening, which uh, was damn near sold out last I checked, guys. Yeah, and, this movie's uh, getting so much hype. Yeah, I yeah, I can't wait. I'm very excited. Very excited. But uh, we hope to see you there. Uh, I'll be there, at least. I, I'm pretty sure I'll be there okay. too. All right, just making sure someone's going to be there. I with mean, me. that's the plan. 
Doing my one man show. <laughs> I'm just going for the movie. I don't give a fuck about what you're doing before. I'm actually going to reenact Hamilton, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to miss that, buddy. In, yeah, in whiteface. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. You, what you should do is you should do it as somebody who's never actually listened to it and just read it from like. Well, I was going to do it. I was going to do it as me playing Black Panther. Oh no, that's. Uh, that's great. I wanted to be as offensive as possible. No, no, it's perfect. It's I don't know why anybody would not there's, want to watch this. Well, there's a logic to my madness because then it drives everyone out of the theater, and I get to watch the movie all by myself. <laughs> Hitler has a cameo as plenty like, of arm room, uh, like Aaron Burr or something. Uh, uh, anyway, though, we uh, we definitely hope to see you guys there. Now, uh, I wanted to mention a couple things. Uh, obviously, first, give a quick shout out to Hyper RPG. For hosting uh, our show as a podcast after the fact on their iTunes, everybody. Uh, used to be SoundCloud, now they've switched over to another thing, but if you just go to iTunes, you can search Hyper RPG and you will find us there. Um, but also, I got the uh, privilege to be, we, you know, our good friend Omar yes. from Hyper RPG, I got to guest on uh, his new podcast that started at the beginning of this year called Thank You for Questing, and it's uh, they do a little role-playing sesh. And uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of silliness that happens. I got yeah. to guest on two episodes today, and uh, the first one that I'm on will be out on Wednesday, on Valentine's Day. Ooh. It's a little little uh, romance-themed. Fun. Yeah. And uh, I had a blast doing it, so check that out. Uh, go to SoundCloud and just search Thank You For Questing. You can find that there. That being said, I also got to go to Meltdown Comics for the first time ever. And I will say this. Look, it's famous. It's notorious. It's B-I-N-G, but it's, there's a reason that I consistently say Four Color Fantasies is the shit, because, look, it's a big store, they got a lot going on, but it does have that certain level of funk that you come to expect from a comic book store, Mm. and Four Color just doesn't have that. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I I don't know. That's not even just, like, I, I almost feel like even if they weren't a sponsor, I would still feel that way. Like, there's just a... Yeah, you could just post pictures side-by-side yeah. comparison, and you'd be like, where is this Shangri-La of comic book stores? Like, it, it, it's yeah. so clean, and and it's it's unnatural is what it is. Yeah, no, it is. It is. But you should... If you're in the Inland Empire, you should definitely check it yeah, out. Yeah, so. I agree. All right, guys. Well, that was uh, sponsors. Shall we talk some current events? Yes. All right. Deadpool 2. <laughs> Dead. Pool. The trailer, Captain, Captain Deadpool. Uh, so that that hit the internet. Yeah. Yes. And, and perfect. Uh, uh, perfect. Yeah. I, I, I don't there's, know what else. There's no other words you can use. Okay. Uh, it's, moving on. <laughs> no, but it's it, it is it is uh it is such a it is so good to see that like even though a lot of the people who made Deadpool so great have exited for the sequel. It's good to know that they are still in that, like, they're still keeping that sense of humor of, like, we are going to break the fourth wall and let you know that, like, we are making a movie. And this trailer did exactly that with the whole idea of, like, Cable's arm not being ready and Deadpool addressing it and then taking it, like... Oh, not only addressing it, but, like, poking a stick at Justice uh, League. (laughs) that kind of stuff, like... I don't care about reshoots. I don't care about new directors. I don't care about any of that stuff. That to me tells me that you listened to what we loved about Deadpool 
and have applied it to this sequel. Like, that gives me so much hope and so much joy that this sequel is going to be exactly what we want. Yeah. I agree. The, and one of the things that the first one did really well is I think, and this may be a bold statement, but I think they had some of the, no, the best marketing for a movie I've ever yeah. seen. Yes. And I feel like they're kind of following it up the same way. I, yeah. I agree. Deadpool 2. I agree. And because especially with Deadpool 2, I don't know anything about what the movie is actually about, but I am 100% on board. And if that's not good marketing, I don't know what else is. Like, you really haven't shown me much about the movie other than it's going to be in the same vein as the first one and somehow Terry Crews is in it. Yeah. So... Uh, okay. Terry Crews and the rest of X-Force. Uh, which fucking is- sign me up. I don't know what else you need. Yeah, like- nobody knows what he's playing, but they know he's in the movie. Yep. I, I am I know on who he's board. playing. He's playing Terry Crews, bro. Yeah. He's playing Terry Crews. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Terry Crews is actually one of the original members of X-Force. I yeah. Read a fucking comic, bro. Muscle. Muscle. <laughs> muscle. What? Yeah. His his special power is singing uh, A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. I don't know if you if well, you know that that's his superpower. While doing his little titty bounce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's mesmerizing and it throws everybody off. I it does. <laughs> uh but yeah, no. Uh, that, that's one of the things I was like really pumped for when I saw this trailer. I'm like, "Holy shit, that's Deadpool exiting the back of a, a helicopter or a plane with a team." Mhm. Uh, so yeah, that has to be X Force because uh, you see you see Domino there for sure. Yeah. You definitely see Terry Crews. And there's speculation about who the other people are. It looks like uh, I've seen Zeitgeist. I know. Uh, I think someone confirmed Shatterstar. Shatterstar for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there was one more in the back. You can just barely see the leg, but you can't see any anything else. Although I think that shot is taken a little out of context because everyone's like, "Yeah, they're about to like fucking superhero out of there," and really it's just Deadpool who's tired of these motherfucking mutants on this motherfucking <laughs> plane. <laughs> No, I, I think uh, I think everything that we've seen so far uh, really does it, it. To me, it lets me know that like they are really truly keeping the heart of what made Deadpool so great. They're not trying to fuck with the formula. They're letting Ryan Reynolds do whatever the fuck he wants when it comes action, to playing the whole Deadpool. Action figure bit was hilarious, dude. I, and and the fact that like their marketing campaign allows for him to do all of those things, and like the fact that they're every new trailer that comes out that's unrelated to the movie, they release a Deadpool trailer that is Ryan Reynolds making fun of that. That, to me, tells me that the people that they pass the reins on know what made Deadpool work, and they're going to keep all of that. And I like I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, they did reshoots. And it's like, yeah, because every movie does reshoots, guys. I don't know if you know how movies work, but like, what you see is not like the final... Fi- like, they... They clearly go back and do new stuff, but uh, for me, that trailer just reinforced that they are truly taking notes and like doubling down on all the things that made Deadpool work, rather than going, "Oh my God, we should just make it R," and then that's all we need. Like it, it, it feels to me like they are really taking note of what people loved about the first one, and I'm, I'm super excited. That's that's a fair statement. I was pretty excited as well. So, Danny, you you feel the same? Uh, I agree. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Ben Affleck. 
Um, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Now, you uh, mentioned you had some news, some current events, Danny. Uh, I did, but I wanted to... I actually discovered that we didn't talk about this last week either because it came out this week. Uh, the Venom trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah. You oh, mean, oh, oh you I'm mean, sorry, I'm sorry. The Tom Hardy in yeah. an MRI trailer. Yeah, you mean the Tom, you mean Hardy, the Tom Hardy goes insane? Yeah. As Eddie Brock? <laughs> yes, that. That doesn't have any venom in it at all? Well, you see kind of a symbiote in like a container. Know. It felt pretty venomous. I, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. And that it stings. <laughs> and that you're poisoned by watching it? Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> yes. And that watching it nearly killed me? Uh, God damn it. Also, is it just weird? Is it just like weird casting that uh, Bane, who is known for juicing with the venom... Is playing and Venom. Is playing Venom. That's it's not weird at all. Weird, Makes like, total sense. Like you think somewhere somebody was like, brilliant. <laughs> I'm burning Tom Hardy. <laughs> he was just like, hey, you guys, n- never mind. Yeah. yeah. Either that or like you always say that somebody just was like, how can we put Tom Hardy in a role where we can cover his face and his mouth? Yeah. No, that's it. Like he, I feel like he doesn't accept roles unless his. Speaking is inaudible. Like that is that is like the staple of his career now, which doesn't make sense because his breakout role was Inception, where everybody was like, "Oh my God, who's this guy we've never fucking heard of up until now?" Although you realize what's going to happen now, don't you? I, I do not. They're going to cover grace the hell as, out of this. No, as soon as the movie comes out and we have footage to work with, there's going to be some Bane voiceovers uh, <laughs> on Venom. Yes. And do you accept Spider-Man's resignation? Please, dear God, I hope that happened. You know what? I don't even have to hope it happens because I know we're going to make it happen. Yeah, no, it is going to happen. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it so hard. Um, I Look, I am against this movie in general. Like, forget the trailer because the trailer is like super lackluster and it, it... I get that your movie comes out in October, so just fucking wait until you have Venom footage. Like, just... That's all we want to see. We don't give a fuck about Tom Hardy playing Eddie Brock. Like, that is not why we want to watch this movie. So just, if um, you don't have that footage... I, hold on, though. I would just like to go on record saying that I don't want to watch this movie. But I, I don't either. Go. I don't either. But if you're going to try to make me be interested in it, then show me the one thing that this movie is supposed to be about. Like, I don't need to see Tom Hardy... Being Tom Hardy on a motorcycle in an well, MRI, like I just and frankly, with the slapdash as the movie poster was, I'm surprised we yeah. don't just have repurposed footage from Spider-Man Three and yeah. to like here you yeah. go. The 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 fucking poster looks like I could have drawn it, and I can't draw. Like it looks terrible. I I don't know. I for me, I just feel like this is. Yeah, this is Sony trying to capitalize on something that they don't have anything laid out for. Where it's like, no, nobody asked for a Venom movie. Nobody needs to see Venom as a hooker with a heart of gold. Like, if you were so desperate to make Venom a thing, then just put him in Spider-Man Homecoming 2 and make all your goddamn money off of Marvel's success. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is go, hey, Marvel... You can use this character, but we would like all the money from you using that character. And then you just get to sit back and collect checks. Like, why are you trying to force a movie that nobody wants? Well, I would like to point out that I don't know what um, 
Venom comic books you were reading, but he was never a hooker. Like he never was blowing sailors on the street. I I disagree. So, I disagree. Oh, okay. I feel like the alien life form made him a hooker. I, is that weird? That's not right. It's a little that's weird. Not right. It's a little weird. That's where you went. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Carnage did that, but not Venom. Yeah. I, my my point is I I don't need I don't need the Maleficent treatment. Like I just don't. We hold already hold have hold a. Hold up, hold up. No, Venom time. was a good guy. He was an antihero in San Francisco, which is no, what they're basing but, this book off. No, but this movie off of. my my point is that only works after you establish him yeah. as an arch nemesis in a hero that you have already created. Okay, you don't just get to like make a villain a hero without ever giving us the fact that he was a villain. That 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 doesn't make any fucking sense because everybody is going to go into this knowing that. One, Marvel has made Spider-Man a hit, so we all want to see Spider-Man, and then you're going to introduce one of his biggest arch nemesis as a hero? Like, how does that work? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. At the very least, introduce him in Homecoming 2, make him the arch nemesis, there's no resolve in that movie, and then he fucks off and he gets to be a hero. That's a movie I will watch. But I don't have any history. All I know is that he's a villain. Yeah, look, this this is um, this is Sony's thing, right? So we may not they if they ever introduce a Spider-Man into this franchise, it may not even be this the new Spider-Man. Like we may have yet again another Spider-Man reboot <laughs> under Sony's banner because the Marvel one did well enough that Sony's probably like, well, well, shit, if they can do it, we can. And it's like, you you, you can't. You tried. You, you can't. The only reason you, the last one did so well was because it wasn't you. Yeah. 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 And, to, I mean, to, to be fair to them, when the original Spider-Man came out, it blew everyone's minds. Spider-Man 2 was, I think, an improvement upon the first one. I agree. And then Spider-Man 3 was a piece of shit because they... Told the you know they tried to put too much in and mm-hmm. Sam Raimi was like well, go fuck yourselves here's your shit film yeah uh, but then I thought Amazing Spider Man the first one was was good I thought it was really good and then they tried to do the same fucking thing yeah. that they did with Spider Man and, and Sony is that studio that never learns from their mistakes <laughs> they're they're not like Marvel where they like they make Iron Man three and they're like okay guys we can never do this again uh, they're they're the the studio that's like. What mistakes did we make? Okay, let's just do that again, but better. Like, that's... So it would be interesting if we see the reverse of that. And so not only do we have Venom as the bad guy, but then we've got Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, fucking Black Cat. Rhino. Yeah, just like... Sandman. But all these heroes. You just cram a bunch of heroes in to fight him as opposed to too many villains. Vulture. I I love it. Uh, Let's... You know what? Double down, Sony. Venom versus the Sinister Six. Wait, what? <laughs> the Super Six. But Dun- that's how I feel Dawn like, of something. That's how I feel like they're trying to do it, where it's like, we don't even know this character as a villain that he's supposed to be. <laughs> We're some kind of spider You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's... Just, just, does, Will, just, does Will Smith play like Craven? I, oh, God <laughs> damn it, I hope so. No, no Will Smith I plays Miles Morales. So. Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> He's too old. <laughs> Which hopefully his son doesn't get the role. Yeah, oh, God. God, no. Uh, but no, it, it does go back to that where it's like, yeah, you know, the reason Loki works so well as a villain turned because he plays it 
low key. And got him. Uh, no, but the reason that works so well is because he spent two and a half films being a villain. Like, not just a normal villain, but like the main protagonist. Of one of the films. Yeah, but even then, like, you don't, it's, there's no Loki film. There's no Loki exactly. movie. Exactly. But know? that's my point, where it's like, as much as you, you love Loki, and if they wanted to do a Loki solo film, it would probably work a lot better, because we've, I'm not saying they're going, I'm not saying they would, but I'm saying, like, we've established yeah, him as a villain. No, I was just thinking Loki solo sounds better than Han Solo. <laughs> But that's just me. Um, uh, but I'm just saying, like, we established him as a villain. We gave him an arc where he may become a hero. So at that point, that's when you can make a Loki film. Like, right now, if they decided in Phase 4 that Loki got his own film where he is kind of that middle ground, he's not a villain, he's not a hero kind of thing, I, we would accept it because we've spent two and a half to three films watching him kind of teeter between being a villain and being a hero. Whereas somebody like Venom, we don't know anything about him. All we know is that he's supposed to be a villain, but now he's going to be a hero? Well, here's the thing, Derek. I mean, you, you've talked at length here. I have. I just I really don't understand how you feel about this. Um, we, <laughs> we really just don't have time. Uh, I think for you to explain it fully. I know. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Uh, we we do need to take our first break, but before we start playing, God off, damn it, Danny! You want to talk about your other show, so you've got uh, 30 seconds. Go. Yeah, I was going to do a chart and a graph, and <laughs> it was going to make I a lot also, more I was sense. Going to commercial because like that other thing doesn't really stack up to Derek's rantings about Venom. Does so. he just talk about it quick? What okay. you think? So talk about uh, Westworld two season two trailer came out. We're uh, not talking about that. <laughs> Did you hate that more than Venom? No, no, I actually loved no, it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Just like any average Yelper, yeah. you only rant when you hate yeah, something. No, for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to write something I love. What the fuck is that? Because I don't want anybody else to be there. It's no. in my place. How dare hey, you? Westworld too. Yes, I actually wrote a sonnet. I was so moved. <laughs> so it was good, and you guys are pumped. Yes. yes. Very much so. Okay. All right. That's all that needs to be said yeah. there. I don't even have HBO anymore, and I'm stoked. <laughs> I'll hook you up. What's that HBO Go password, though? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Then, yes, we're going to take our break right now. And uh, who knows, guys? I'm going to try to blow Facebook or whatever it takes to try to get us on the air. I don't know what's going to do. I'm going to try, though. It's a blow Zuckerberg. That's the... Oh, yeah, yeah, and I, I don't I don't know him on a personal level, so mm. it seems like it would be inappropriate. All right, fair uh, enough. But when we come back, we're going to talk Avengers. We all watched Avengers this week, and we're going to reminisce about it and give it a little review uh, on our road to the Infinity War. If you wish to join the conversation, give us a call, 909-360-8330. Messages on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash jackofallnerds. We will be right back. It's raw, it's uncensored, it's live 24-7, it's chaoticradio.com. Hey bub, you're listening to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Don't go anywhere, or else... 
Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Uh, I think we've got the Facebook thing figured out, guys. Yay! I think we are... They are uh, so not twats. Are, no, they, they totally are. They but, totally are. Uh, we, we are up live streaming on Facebook currently, so, you know, check it out, Brian. Um, I feel right, Brian. I feel right. <laughs> uh, before we're, we're the, <laughs> before the break, we, we were talking about stuff, uh, current event type stuff. Now it's time to move on to our road to Infinity War. This last week, we all watched Avengers Woo-hoo! Assemble. Not just Avengers. Just, well, it's Avengers Assemble in the UK. Yeah, well, that's a cartoon here, Danny. Get your shit together, okay? Get your facts checked. I'm sorry, we don't actually have a fact checker. No, so. we don't. We don't. Okay. So he could be yeah. right, and yeah. we would never know. I apologize. Um, but we watched it, and... Yeah. It, we still love... Uh, I still love it. Yeah, as well you should. Yeah. it's It still holds up. Yeah, it's so great. It was so good, in fact, that I went straight into uh, Winter Soldier right after. You, you can't do that. You're skipping ahead, bro. Well, well, I did. Well, knock I don't even feel bad off. about it. Knock it off. <laughs> Get bastard. Um, you bastard. So, what, what did we think? Um, uh, I personally think this movie still holds up. Uh, I was genuinely uh, impressed with how much I enjoyed uh, this movie. I haven't watched this movie in its entirety in quite some time. I've got like bits and pieces as it shows up on like FX and stuff, um, but I haven't actually sat down and watched it from beginning to end. And... Honestly, I want to say almost 90% of the movie really holds up. Like, it's good. It's a great... It's as good as you think it should be, where you take all of the films that we've watched before, put put them all together, introduce new characters, and bring them all together to fight one common enemy. Um, And I thought it was great for what it was trying to do. Yeah, I mean... It it really did have a lot of hype that it had to live up to because of bringing all these characters together. There's a lot of big personalities on one screen, and I think if you needed to have somebody at the time, like if you were to do that today, you're like the Russo brothers, obviously. But at the time, Joss Whedon was. You're yeah. like, yeah, no, he's the guy. He's yeah. the guy, and I, he, I definitely don't think he let us down. No, not at all. No, I don't think so either. And also for, I would say that now Marvel definitely has a reputation for kind of hamming things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that their movies don't have serious moments, but, you know, they, even in certain films, even when they have a moment of sadness or tension or something like that, they usually pa punch it with a joke mm-hmm. just to lighten the mood. And we didn't get that in this movie. In in Avengers, and even like, because we really didn't talk about that with Captain America either. Mm-hmm. There is really nothing like that in Cap. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's got some funny moments, but it's not like there's jokes just for the sake of jokes. Like yeah. when that movie ends in its sad way, it's just sad. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, you're absolutely <laughs> so right. There's there's nothing funny about it, and I feel like Avengers kind of had a sort of similar, but I mean, it still had like when Coulson quote-unquote dies mm. and he still has that moment of where he shoots loki with the gun <laughs> oh that's what that does you know what i mean and it so it lightens the mood a little yeah. bit um but overall i thought it still like felt very serious yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah no, I, I mean and the thing i love about this movie is that i could 
watch it after it being out for almost ten years now. Um, and that scene where they all get to New York and they're all they they're doing that circle shot of them all in the circle. They got the theme playing. Everybody's like readying up for the next bout, and the theme is playing. I still get goosebumps every time I see that scene because it's just so dope. Yeah, and it's I, the the way that they bring everybody together. Uh, I watching it recently. I remember distinctly feeling like, oh, none of this feels forced. Like all of these people coming together for the reason that they're coming together. It none of it feels like nobody should be there. You know what I mean? Like it because you would think that a movie like that would go super heavy-handed they would go over the top to be like oh look everybody's good all of a sudden but it's like that's not how this works like you watch all of these people they all keep their individual personalities through most of the film none of them ever like really change and the only reason they come together is because some of it is for even selfish reasons like i just i felt so I don't know. It just felt so natural for them to all become the Avengers. Um, and I remember feeling like that when I watched the original film mm-hmm. and then watching it again, I was like, oh, no, they really did a great job in creating a universe. Like, nobody else has been able to do this and they managed to do four films prior and then put everything together and just make it feel like, yeah, they, yeah, they should all come together. You're absolutely right. There's, they should be the Avengers. Yeah. Um, I look when they're not bad. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot we could say. This is, this was probably like the perfect summer blockbuster movie. I, I will tell you this. I, when um, Iron Man three came out, I went to a marathon. I went to a marathon. Oh, they did a marathon at the AMC that included. Iron Man, uh, Iron Man 2. It didn't include Hulk, but it did include Iron Man 2, uh, Thor, Captain America, Avengers, and went right into Iron Man 3. And I don't know if it was just coming off of... I'm actually excited that Iron Man 3 is next because I haven't watched the movie since I saw it in the theater. And I've had such hatred for this movie for the longest time that I'm wondering upon a rewatch if it's going to feel the same or, or if it'll... like. Because honestly, I did. I was coming off of Avengers, like directly off of Avengers into it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if the bar was just set way too high yeah. or what. But I'm going to find out this week because I, like you said, I haven't watched it since it came out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's rough, man. I mean, Avengers, it really does set the bar super high. And I, I'm... I'm Honestly, as someone who hasn't watched the film in a really long time, it still lives up to the hype. Like it is a it is a good movie and it it's fun, it's entertaining, it's intense, it has drama, it has climate, like everything that you want in a superhero film. This movie has. It, it's a it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I was I was shocked at how well it held up. Cuz I I when I watched it, I thought for sure I was like, oh, there's no way. There's no way. After like Winter Soldier and Civil War and Avengers 2 and all these movies that they made after that, there's no way Avengers can like still be the movie. Yeah. And I like, I put it in and like within like 15 minutes, I was like, God damn it. This is a good movie. Well, and the fact that it doesn't even open up with like 
a single like Avenger that we've seen. It opens no. up at sh- like Shield. Yeah, and and it starts with a Hawkeye, yeah. like a dude we saw show up for although, thirty seconds in Thor. Although I do, so I do have a couple of issues. Uh huh. Okay. First off, as soon as it opens, Fury's like, "Where is he? He's open his nest." Hey, uh, could you, Sniper Man, can you get out of your fucking nest and come down here, front and center? I need you to explain science to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like, wouldn't it make sense to have, I don't know, one of these fucking science guys wearing a lab coat explain the science? Or, yeah. or Selvig, the, the, the doctor, professor guy, explain it instead of having your sniper come down from his sniper perch? So that he can get mind jacked, like that—that that never bugged me before. But upon the rewatch this time around, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's really dumb." Um, <laughs> and then also, like, uh, Black Widow is such a badass, but her encounter with the Hulk left her in such a weird, like, state that it felt un- like if it, it felt I'm like yeah. some shit kind of state. Yeah, but like, more so than that, it felt like someone who is as trained as she is, as and as badass as she is. She's had her life threatened before, and I just don't believe she would have been left in that I'm a victim kind of a state that she was in. Because remember how long it took her to regroup? It took Fury, like, yelling at her on the comms before she was like, ah, I got it. And then she goes after Barton. Oh, yeah. And brings him back. But up to that point, she's just sitting there like, (sighs) like, maybe maybe briefly, but I'm also not uh, trained by the Russians to be a super assassin. Yeah, I or think so. You would have us think. I I will say this though. I I don't know why it's taking so long to make a Black Widow movie, because uh, honestly, like after watching Iron Man two and then watching Avengers, like I legit forgot how much of a badass she is in both of those movies. Like despite her interactions with the Hulk and like how much she's like thrown by that. Yeah. When you watch her in those two movies combined. You're just like, I I absolutely want to see more of this character. Uh, that whole interrogation scene where, like, she's literally tied to a chair and she's just like, I'm, I'm working. Like, I'm, I'm doing stuff. And they're like, no, we need you. And she's like, okay, I got this. And then she just fucking wrecks everybody. It's yeah. like, I don't know why it's taken so long to, like, yeah. create her as a solo character. Because I, I would watch it. I would absolutely watch it. Even her initial interactions with Banner. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, looks like she's in control. And she knows she's there. And yep. the, the green guy could show up. But she's, you know, yeah, in control of the situation. Yeah. And, and I also, it made me feel a little bit more at ease for the relationship that they develop in Avengers 2. Yeah. Because... Part of me almost forgot that she was the person that went to him initially. And when you watch them interact, you're kind of like, oh, I can see why they might develop something. And now I feel like when I watch Avengers 2, it's not going to feel as forced. Because I remember when I watched it originally, I was like, why the fuck would those two ever get together? But... Watching them interact in Avengers, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you can kind of you can see it. I can kind of see why they would develop this weird relationship. Yeah. Although, and I I really can't get past the uh, there's there was an SNL sketch about the battle where Hawkeye's like, all right, guys, I'm done. And they're like, wait, we just started. And he's like, I'm out of arrows. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, I only had eleven. And they're like, well, you only had eleven arrows. He's like, yeah. It was like, but there's all these bad guys. Yeah, of which I took out 11. You're welcome. 
it really was because I was watching it. I kind of, I kind of felt that way. Yeah, about it. I was it like, does. I was like, yeah, but I will say this: uh, JoJo was watching with me. She said that uh, she's never felt. Hawkeye be as badass as he is at the end of that movie. Yeah. And Cap tells him to get up there and start calling out stuff. Yep. And he does that one shot where he's looking this way yeah, and shoots he fires this way. It out. Yep. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, okay, absolutely. No, he's that, that yeah. shot with the, the explosive arrow at Hawkeye. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah. then you know, Loki's like, Loki. stop coming a mile away, <laughs> yep. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even, even, uh, it, and it's the only time in the entire series that we've watched so far where even Black Widow seems a little useless because she's got her little, her little guns, and she's just like, pew, 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 yeah. against these aliens. But at least Hawkeye gets to be up on his perch, and he's just like calling shit out and firing arrows where he needs to. And yeah, it's it's yeah. that's the most well, badass he's like ever seen. Her, uh, her cap and Hawkeye are a little, because they can't. They can't, they can't fly. They, yeah, they, they can't, can't fly. They can't do anything. They're running the ground battle. And at least they, I think they all had little moments that were cool, especially like Cap when he shows up and he's like, you, get those people back here. Draw a line over there. They're like, why should we listen to you? And then he whoops all those, those uh, alien asses yeah. and they're like, okay, we're going to do this. <laughs> do that. So, yeah, it's a, they, they all have their moments. And, of course, Black Widow is the one that goes and shuts the machine down. Yeah. And even then, that's why I don't buy into her being all shook up over the Hulk thing because – when she does the, I need a lift or I need a boost. Yeah. And he fucking throws her up and she just grabs that alien ship that's flying by. And then the way she <laughs> jacks into that guy and works him like a puppet. <laughs> but like that is so fucking terrifying. Yeah. It's like, nah, you'd be fine if the Hulk ran past you and knocked you into a wall, I think. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But in the end, it held up. It held up. Yeah. No, it absolutely held up. I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of that is to Joss Whedon's credit. Mm-hmm. The way he shot the movie and um, like they, they, the action shots in that movie were ridiculously amazing. Yep. Uh, they do they do that that shot where it, it'll start on one character, it'll bleed into another character, and they do that throughout the whole battle. Uh, where you see them like kind of do the tag team uh, was it Marvel Alliance moves? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Freaking love that when uh, Iron Man shoots the beam off Cap's shield. Oh, you're dude, like, it's just, just so like, good. That's, that's the only thing I wanted out of this movie was that. Yeah, so, and it's and so cool, it. and it's so quick. Like if you blink, yeah. you'll miss it. And but it's such a it's such a beautiful nod to fan service, and also like even the battle between Hulk and Thor. Yeah, like. It, just that fan service, but they were able to do it in such a such a natural way where it's yeah. like, oh, this is why they fight. And then when you get to the thing where they both like save all the people and then, and then Hulk just fucking punches Thor, you're yeah. just like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's no. so good. There are great moments scattered throughout, like when their first fight and the Hulk tries to oh. pick up Mjolnir and he's just getting more and more angry and he can't lift it. Yeah. You know? Or even when like... There, there's that brilliant moment, and it's it's one of those things where, like, I feel like only comic fans would really get why this is so much fun. But it's like Hulk, like, literally knocks the shit out of Thor, and Thor bleeds for the first time, mm-hmm. and you see him just like wipe his mouth, and then he just fucking grins. And you, like, as a comic fan, you're just like, yes. Yes, this is like literally what Thor has been looking for his entire life is a fucking contender. Yeah. And it it just <laughs> and then it like sets the whole precedent for their fight in Thor Ragnarok where it's like okay, they've already battled before, but now they're in a whole different set. It's just, it's so good. Although the one fight that I don't buy at all is when Tony takes on Thor. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm like, no, nah, bro. He, like, he is so strong. He yeah. would punch you out of your fucking armor. It was a fun fight. Even when but he, it was a little ridiculous. Even when he hits him with the lightning bolt, and then the thing was like, power is up 300%. 400%. Nope, yeah. That's not how that works. <laughs> That would have, uh, your your arc reactor would have exploded in your chest. <laughs> Good game. Yeah. <laughs> Good game. Well, we've we've already established that Marvel does not give a fuck about the arc reactor in Iron Man's heart. As so. we're going to find out this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway. But overall, I honestly, like, I had so much fun uh, watching the Avengers again. I, I'm so glad that I sat down and, like, actually watched that movie from start to finish because it I honestly forgot how much fun it was mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, okay so we have to take our next commercial break right now if you are watching uh, via Facebook live you're going to lose audio for a moment awkward um, but that's just that's how this works so, I'll just mouth random just things and then yeah. but we'll still be here and you'll see us doing whatever we do when we're at commercial break which is um, literally nothing yeah nothing at all yeah you know, maybe getting a massage, having a coffee. Yeah. Um, but when we come back, we're uh, switching over to our main topic for tonight, and that is procedurals, everybody. We're talking about some of our favorite, some of the best of the best police, medical, legal procedurals, and some of the worst, and as well as uh, some guilty pleasures. You know what you, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe you don't, but we're going to do it anyway. So if you have a favorite or least favorite procedural you'd like to let us know about, Throw it in the Facebook chat and we will give you a shout out here on the show. We will be right back. This is chaoticradio.com. Oh, hi-ho, everyone. This is Kermit the Frog. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight, guys, it is time to talk procedurals. Uh, and we already have a viewer comment. God damn. And uh <laughs> says, uh, I know it's before your time, but one of the best police procedurals was Hill Street Blues. And I actually, uh, I know of the show. I've heard of it, but uh, I have not, in fact, actually seen it. Um, I, that was around the time, like, I know it was around when I was a kid, but I wasn't watching the police procedurals as a kid. <laughs> I was watching things like Moonlighting. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, not that's not awkward at I was, all. I was a weird kid. Yeah, I was watching things like we already in, know that in Living Color. Kid? <laughs> kid, you were a weird kid. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, he didn't grow out of kid. his weird. I'm not Danny. an alien. I mean, what? Uh, anyway, so yeah, procedurals, guys. Uh, everybody, everybody watches them. Um, in fact, probably too much because yeah. that's why they keep getting spinoffs. But uh, let's talk about it. So, favorites. Least favorites? Um, Guil- I'd guilty say pleasures? Probably one of my favorites is probably NCIS mm-hmm. because every uh, one of these has to have a at least uh, uh, an acronym in them. NCIS, yeah. the show commonly mistaken with CSI. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're literally the same show. They're literally the same like, show except one's dur- jurisdiction is yeah, primarily the Navy. One's in the it, Navy. Yeah, one is. One's the Navy. a spinoff of JAG, and the other one isn't. Okay. Yeah. 
Come on. And speaking of which, Jag. I also liked Jag. There it wasn't go. just for yeah. 67-year-old retirees. <laughs> also for young men who are 67 at heart. <laughs> I was a kid. I, I liked watching it with my dad. My dad loved that show. Uh, it's it's hard for me to really get into procedurals because I love like actual true crime. So I watch things like Forensic Files, Snapped, um, all, all these all these ones that are like they deal with like. But but I will say this: you do watch some procedurals because I know you've watched Elementary. I, I have watched. Yes, yes. Okay. And things like that. and so and look uh, nowadays there are and I'm still gonna qualify these as procedurals because they still have their story of the week but then a lot of them nowadays have a just a slight little subplot that overarcs the season yeah thing things like elementary mm-hmm. and burn notice and white collar shows like that they still have the story of the week so right. even if you're not familiar with what's going on you could watch the show and follow what's going on just yes. fine Yes, uh, with their thing. So, so those still qualify as procedurals, and I and and that's good that you qualify those because elementary is was I I don't I haven't followed it in quite some time, but uh, the first like two seasons I think I was one hundred percent on board, uh, mainly because I really like Johnny Lee Miller. Uh, I've always been a fan of his, and I think he does a really good modern day Sherlock Holmes um, as somebody who. Has the, all the same abilities that like any Sherlock would. I feel like Danny's disagreeing. Danny, you don't agree? I think Cumberbatch does it better, but it's fine. Mm, I mean, I, I feel like those are... They're very different Sherlocks. They're, they're very different Sherlocks. Yes, they are. Um, but I feel like for, uh, for, some, for a, a Sherlock who is rooted in the reality of what, what kind of struggles somebody like that would actually deal with, I think elementary does a better job in handling that where it's like this, like, cause you, you have to imagine when it comes to a procedural, uh, you've got a guy who is, who is so smart. Be, like it is literally impossible for him to relate to any other human being. So the idea that like he wouldn't start looking at drug alternatives to like make himself normal. Uh, that to me just but like why I mean pipes still exist. <laughs> smoke three pipes. But but that to me just it, it gives a it gives like a humanity to him in a way that like I don't think many other shows would be able to do, especially when it comes to procedurals. Because now you take a guy who is smarter than literally every other detective that has ever existed, but you've got to humanize him in some way. Whereas Sherlock doesn't have to do that because it is. You know, it, it's an it's an hour long. It's uh, it's on BBC. It's it it doesn't necessarily need to make Sherlock more human, right? So in order for him to fit well, that those procedural, are, those are more than an hour, those are like an hour and a half. Yeah, they're like ninety minutes long. Yeah. So if you're gonna do like a forty five minute procedural, you you've got to make us relate to Sherlock in some way. And because he is so unrelatable, however, you have been outvoted. Uh, Davina says she agrees with Danny. Thank uh, you, Davina. She's she's watching. Well, I mean, Davina's wrong. So I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Hey, I don't know what hey, I'm going to say. You don't insult our fans <laughs> like that. Uh, she also said that another good one is Magnum PI, which yes. I have to oh, yeah. I have to agree. Oh, no, absolutely. Selleck. Yeah, Selleck rocking the sternum bush. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the can't stash. Go if if you got the stash, you can solve any crime. Uh, that, that guy just loves his procedurals because he's done. He's what he's got. He's doing Blue Bloods now. Mm-hmm. He does uh, what's the like the, the Lifetime movies that he does? Uh, just name one. He's probably been in it. Like something Stone. I can't remember what it is. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I know the ones you're talking about. Um, I say like Jackie Stone, but that's not what it is. 
Some, if uh, if anyone listening, yeah, if anybody's listening, uh, shoot us what that is in the chat. Yeah, I but I I know exactly the ones you're talking about because they are they're like cop movies and yeah. he's the main character. Yeah, and they're, they're they've done because my my so girlfriend's like Alex, mom, Alex, I swear to God, I don't know, records I don't. all of them. We, she has all of them on the DVR, and they're 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 pretty good. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Well, they are Lifetime. Hey, <laughs> if they do one thing, it's well, it's murder and adultery. So that's, oh, I know, I've been in a Lifetime movie. Have you? Yeah, Blue-Eyed Butcher. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No, you have not. I, I was in that movie. You, I, Danny, I swear to God, I learned something new about you every day. <laughs> yep. Uh, it was, uh, uh, like, the version I watched, they cut the scene out, and I know exactly why they cut it out. Ah, so you weren't in the movie. Ha-ha! But I filmed the movie. I, That's, I get, <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, Danny. You're not allowed to speak like, anymore for the rest of the episode. Like Sam saying he was in Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually in this. I fucking hope he's listening right now. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love it so hard. Um, yeah, you know, look, the problem with procedurals is, uh, aside from the fact that they're all the same, no matter how they disguise it, because as much as I love Elementary, and I do, I, I think Elementary is one of the better normal TV shows that you can do as a procedural I think it fits the formula really well, well. What's funny about that show in particular is that it's, you know, it is a retelling of Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. But you already have a handful of shows that are essentially a retelling of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Like things like The Mentalist. The Mentalist. Uh, Psych. Psych. It's yeah. very much like it's that. very much well, like no, Sherlock I'll tell you Holmes. House was in House. House. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even, even though it's a medical drama, that is they, exactly it's what the they were basing it on. Same thing. Yeah. And to it, the name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things where you, at some point, like, there were all these shows that are basically retelling Sherlock Holmes, and then somebody was like, "What if we did that, but then actually called it Sherlock?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I want to see like a future one that's Sherlock Holmes in the future. They did that, did they? It was a cartoon. They did it like years ago. It was a Saturday morning cartoon called Sherlock Holmes in the Twenty Fourth Century. Okay, well, let's let's be serious. Dan. Hated I'm it. Talking like nighttime drama. No, I, I hated yeah. it too. Or daytime soap. I'm, I'll I'll accept either. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that that is the problem is that there are so many, and I I don't know how people like just keep watching all of them. Like it because look, there are two there are two things that you need to know for any procedural drama is the first person that they interview is usually the criminal, mm-hmm. almost always. Like it's always the first person that they talk to that's like I didn't do it, and they're like, you know what, they didn't, they did. Uh, just <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not always. Sometimes that's just the red herring. That's that's the one. That's the one where they just come at it really aggressively in the first ten minutes, and you're like, it's not them. Or and then sometimes that's the twist up to where it is the first person they talk to. I, I, it's it, always here's the here's the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. How well known is the person playing that part? Yeah, that's one of those. <laughs> if there's a guest star, yeah, it, it, they almost did it. almost that's, is. That's true. Even that's, if they're yeah. not famous, but you're like, I've seen that guy in another procedural. <laughs> put him, put me, put me down for him. Yeah, it's it's either that or it's the person that is the most willing to help whoever is doing yeah. the investigating, whoever that is. What, like if whether it's the person that's like offering up evidence, whether it's the person that's like the most compliant, the person that is like, oh my god, I 
I love you. Like, whoever it is that's like the most buddy-buddy with any of the people that are investigating this thing, they're the fucking murderer. Always. Always. Like, that is, those are the only two people that will ever commit the crime. Like, JoJo and I like to play a game when we're watching these on the who can guess the killer first and why kind of thing. (laughs) And I swear to God, we're almost as bad as the detectives because you're like, no, it's that guy. No, the, the, the next interview. Nope, no, it's definitely this lady. I don't like the way she was looking at them. And then, no, 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 I'm back to the other, I'm back, back on him, I'm back it's, on him. I will tell you, it is always within the first two people that they talk to, always, always. It never goes beyond three. It's never the third person. It is literally the rule of two. Because one of the first two people that they interview is going to be one of the other two people that we talked about. They're either like, oh no, we've deemed them completely innocent, or, or they're going to help out the actually, police. But sometimes, even with a guest star, they'll do the reversal mm-hmm. to where it is one of the first two people, and then later in the episode, like right near the end, they're like, it's him. And they go, and then that person's been killed. And you're like, <laughs> fuck! To be continued. Yeah. Yep. Well, I was yeah. watching uh, CSI years ago, and Alan Tudyk was the guest star. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he was also the killer. And I was like, yeah. no! And the whole episode, I'm like, not wash! <laughs> um, the other indication is if they come on anything. That is, I, I don't know if you've watched anything from Look, CSI, but that is... They are not all Special Victims Unit, okay? God, I'm just saying, like, it, that literally, I, I don't know if you've ever watched a procedural, but if you, if you are planning to kill someone, and you're planning to commit a crime, if you just... Don't come on anything. You probably won't get caught. Like that reduces your chances of being a, a suspect by like ninety percent. No, like it's insane. No, you obviously don't watch a lot of CSI. That be is like, CSI no, procedurals. no, because they'll be like, we got a we got a shoe scuff. I ran the sand that we found from the shoe, and it comes from only three locations. <laughs> And based on the soils that we pulled, I was able to further extrapolate other information cross-referenced with this other thing that you found. Boom, we got us a killer. When I, I, like, real science doesn't work that way. It it absolutely doesn't. In Uh, fact, in in proposing, we're going to get to a point where we're proposing mundane spinoffs. Yeah. I do have one. I'm just going to throw this one out there ahead of time because it kind of plays into what we're talking about. And that's called A, like the letter A, CSI, which stands for actual crime scene investigation <laughs> and, and it's one where they don't like the CSIs don't actually like tell the law enforcement what to do they don't go on the, the busts yeah. they don't have badges and guns they yeah, they nope. get stuff and then they're like uh, put a rush on this DNA and then the person's like no problem we'll have it in a week and then they're like alright episode over <laughs> <laughs> Tune yeah, in I, next week when we as, find as out somebody, who's, this, who's blood this is. No, as somebody who has watched Forensic Files on Endless and snapped on Endless, uh, a week is not enough of a turnaround time to get DNA evidence. Like, that's just not how DNA works, guys. Well, not only that, but once you get the DNA evidence, you got to go get uh, the uh, thing from the judge. What, what's it called? I don't even... I mean, look, there's warrant, there's thing, nothing yeah. sexy or exciting about actual crimes. No, That's no, why I said no. this show would be canceled. <laughs> like the first episode, when you're in a brightly lit lab, everyone's covered head to toe, so they're not contaminating evidence. Everyone's like, where's the sex? Where's the one-liners? Yeah. It, and, and I don't think people realize that like, people spend weeks, not one week, weeks on end, 
to just determine if the victim was male or female. Like, that is how forensic works. Like, they've got bones, and they have to, like, spend an enormous amount of time, like, running that shit through computers and just sitting and wait. Unless you're on the show Bones. Oh, and then, in that case, uh, if you just look at a skull, you're like, yeah, that was female. Uh, they were... Uh, 37 years old. Her name was Becky. Becky. Um, <laughs> chain smoker. Chain smoker. Uh, go find her. You're good. You're good, right? You got all the, all the shit you right. need. And I think Angela can create a 3D replica based on what I just said. <laughs> it's going to show us exactly what this person looked like. Yeah, I just typed it in. <laughs> yeah, that's just... That's not how that shit works. Uh, also, Jojo wanted me to point out that uh, don't lie to these good people. She says that she is terrible at the guessing game when we're watching, but that I'm pretty good at it. Oh, okay. Aww. But it's only because of that I recognize that face. Like, <laughs> honestly, that's my game half the time. Yeah. It's the act. If they can cast someone I've never seen before, I'll be I'll be lost. Yeah, bravo. Yeah, for sure. I I almost I always try to peg. It's always the in one of the first two people that they interview. Those are that's usually how I play the game. It's it's one of the first two people that they interview because it's always. I feel, especially when it comes to something like elementary. Elementary has that pretty standard of like the first person that they interview is always the guy that they're like, no, we're 100% sure that they did it. And then they interview the second person and like, you don't understand. I'm completely innocent and here's why. And even Sherlock is like, oh yeah, no, you can clear him of all their charges. And as soon as he does that, you're like, Fuck that person. They did it. Like, they absolutely did it. He's going to see a crumb on the floor that indicates that they were there at the time of the murder. And now that he's not on heroin, you're like, oh, cool. He figured it out. Like, that's, that is how every episode of Elementary works. What's what we haven't talked, we didn't talk about Castle yet. No, we didn't. Oh, yeah. Castle's another one. I love Castle. And actually, that's been a, for me, like a real recent thing mm-hmm. that they've been wanting to do this. We want to do a police procedural, but we want to have a non cop presence. Yeah. And so, and, and elementary falls into that same category where they're like a consultant, mm-hmm. uh, mentalist, also the same. Uh, and I've seen like some others on like TNT and things like that, psych. Same oh, thing. Oh, the, what, the Alienist is the new one that's on TNT. Yep. What is that? The Alienist? I've not seen it. A trailer uh, for that. Daniel Brühl, Dakota Fanning, uh, Luke Evans, uh, and like there's, there's there's a murderer going around, and the three of them are like they're they're not cops. I think Luke Evans might be the cop. I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Daniel Brühl plays the Alienist, who's this person that's kind of an expert at profiling. Profiling, aliens. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, just profiling. Just profiling, yeah. No, it's not the History Channel. It's not. Dakota way Fanning. less interesting than, like, solving alien murders. <laughs> and, like, the three of them are trying to figure out who this murder is. And CSI Roswell. By figuring out who his next victim is going to be. Interesting. So yeah. it's like Criminal Minds, but different. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but on TNT. But on TNT. <laughs> because they know drama. <laughs> it's um, not on FX. Has the movies? No? no. Okay. All right. Is that is that a thing? Is that, that is an actual that's their slogan. Wow. No, that is an actual song. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you um, do you guys prefer? Like, and I know you already said you're not really big into procedurals, but do you, if you had to pick one, do you prefer like a medical procedural or a legal procedural or or police police procedurals? Obviously, there's way more yeah, of those than yeah. anything else. But I well, mean, they, there have been some some pretty decent uh, law. Procedurals for me, one of my favorites, and it saddens me that it no longer exists. Is Franklin and Bash? Franklin and Bash. And see, Franklin Hossler, and Bash is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In yeah. fact, if if God forbid anything ever happened to Chris Evans, 
Uh, I would want Mark Paul to fill in for him as Captain America in the, in the MCU. Sold. <laughs> Zach Morris Sold. is Captain yes. America. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, I I prefer I prefer odd police procedurals. So ones that are like Sherlock, Psych, um, Elementary, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Brooklyn Nine. Well, Brooklyn Nine Nine is. I don't know if that's. No, I, I don't so think that qualifies. We can't qualify that because it's technically a sitcom. Yeah. yeah, and even though it does follow that more of a procedural format, yeah, uh, we're going to exclude sitcoms because we can do a whole separate thing on sitcoms. Yeah, and I don't think they really follow the format of really of don't. those. But so I like the ones that have the uh, extenuating circumstances where it's you know it's psych where he's basically Sherlock that is pretending to be a psychic and or it is Sherlock or Elementary or. Yeah. You know, any of those ones that have like yeah. a... I was a big fan of The Mentalist. Uh, the Mentalist is a great show. Yes. That's a great show, Simon but it's the Baker, same right? yeah. It's the same thing. Or like even even shows that I didn't really watch but have those same elements of like The Closer or... Um, what's, shark? Uh, lie to Me. Oh, Shark. With, shark, uh, yeah. James Woods, right? James Woods, yep. yeah. yeah. That didn't that, last very long. No, it yeah. did not. But, no. Uh, lie to Me is another good one. That it, it, It's a typical police procedural. But, it, but a unique take on it. But a unique take on it, where instead of going through all the CSI forensic files stuff, they just focus on this specific aspect of... I'm going to watch your face. I'm going to watch your face. I'm going to do interrogations. I'm going to do what, that kind of stuff. That was funny. Yeah. 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 What's funny about those is even though it's like I'm supposed to be a master of detecting the slightest little tells, it still has just as many random guesses as the killer is <laughs> as a regular procedural. And yeah, no, it really does. And you do have to have that, but it does really cheapen your, your expert's experience when yeah. Sherlock is like, no, it's this guy. No, 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 it's it's him. <laughs> no, I, sorry, the evidence. It's this guy for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm 98. I'm let me take let me take the needle out. Yeah, how far into the show are we? Okay, yeah, no, it's definitely 45 in. minutes. It's them for this reason. Well, and actually, okay. that's why I think you can't really classify Sherlock as being a part of those procedurals because Sherlock has a tendency to figure it out before you do, and then let the whole scenario play out. And that's not really how procedurals work. Just for kicks? Just for kicks. Because, I mean, if you take the episode of The Hound, where, uh, you know, they go to that facility or whatever, Sherlock has figured that that whole thing out, like, within the first 30 minutes of that episode. Mm-hmm. Well, and But you don't only, know that. It's only like a five-page story. Yeah. So. yeah. But, but you don't realize that he's done that until, yeah. you know, it's a 90-minute episode. But to me, that doesn't qualify as a procedural because you're only... You're only seeing what Sherlock is kind of seeing as the overall picture because he's had it figure out. He's had it figured out from the beginning, and then at the very end, you get the retelling of, "Oh, hey, this is what's really going on." And that's not really how procedurals work. Yeah. So I feel like you can exclude stuff like Sherlock because it doesn't really follow the procedural yeah. format. Have we have we all seen Castle? Yes. yes. Okay. So Jojo wanted us to bring up. There's the the thing and the trope in the show where he's he's stuck and he'll be having just a random conversation with his daughter or his mother mm-hmm. and something they'll say and then he'll be like that's it and he'll fi- and he'll figure it out. <laughs> that's such a great procedural trope. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my it god. Is. It's also like I don't know. Oh, uh, there was oh a, shit! That's the, so good. The, it's so good. That medical procedural uh, crossing Jordan, where mm-hmm. they were the, the medical examiner's office, mm-hmm. 
And that was one of her weird things is that she was always, she's not even part of the cops, but she had to solve the case every time. And she would reenact the thing. This is actually creepy on a weird, like, Freudian level. Yeah. Is that her and her father, who was a former cop, would, like, role play out this the murder scenario Mm-mm. and it'd be like you be the killer I'll be the thing and then they would switch <laughs> roles and then like and it would cut oh, to a shot God. of them like in the scene together and sometimes he'd be choking her or whatever like to whatever the murder type was and you're wow. like this is some weird kinky yeah. shit guys yeah. I don't know how this show lasted like five seasons but yeah. they eventually did drop that all together I think maybe it was a little too weird for everybody. It sounds, it sounds like it. Uh, yeah. But no, yeah, I, JoJo's absolutely right. There's always that one thing where, like, they're talking to someone that doesn't have anything to do with the case. Yeah. And they're like, I just don't understand why I can't figure out this relationship between the mom and the daughter. And they're like, I can get some donuts. That's it. What? That's absolutely And then they fucking make some phone calls. and Donuts have holes. And there was a hole in his chest. <laughs> I got it. Was it Jellyfield? My God, it was. Yeah, no, we that's, just broke this case. <laughs> that is that is absolutely every episode of of procedure. Here's what we haven't talked about yet. Um, and I called this when they when they first announced what this that this show was going to be a show. I was like, I can tell you how this show is going to go. Lucifer. I see, and, I, and you're right because Lucifer technically is a procedural, uh, along with shit like I Zombie and. Veronica the, Mars. Veronica Mars. Um, yeah, they actually, they're, this is how popular procedurals are. And this is how not over most of America is with the same goddamn story. Is I just saw a preview for a new procedural where the FBI enlists magicians. <laughs> Keep going. No, 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 no. I think somebody's been watching Now You See Me way too much. No, no, no. Don't don't stop, Mike. This is a real fucking show. I swear to God. I'm not even bullshitting. I swear to God. This is a real show. You let me in there. You give me five minutes. Yes. I will bedazzle a confession out of this guy. Yes. Is this your card? Is this your card? Yes. Is this your your fingerprint? Look, I'll just, I'll fucking, I'll confess. Just make him stop. This is a real show. It's coming. It's it's actually coming. It's a real show where they take illusionists and he's got a team and he's like, yo, uh, my team can help the FBI because we're fucking good at illusions. I think they're getting, uh, they're reaching for some fucking Dude, ideas at this point. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm not making this shit up. This is, this is the, ex- like, this is a real show and I guarantee you it follows Every trope that every procedural has ever followed. Is it wrong that I kind of want to see it? No. I I watched the trailer and I was like, I hate everything about this and I'm totally watching this pilot. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. I'm guilty. Lock me up. (laughs) But it is, it is, it is the now you see me of television. That is what it is. And it's like, now you see me works because it is so just. Yeah, no, but now, it's so ridiculous. Now that you're you just see on me. Board. Now you see me gives magicians way too much credit. Yeah, for it what absolutely they do. does. But it but it knows that it does, and it so you're like, okay, cool. I can I can deal with this in the movie framework. But when you try to make that a TV show, I I I'm not on board. I can't do it. But I'm I'm totally gonna watch the. Open. I have to. I have to see how this fucking thing works. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, that's something yeah. that I didn't uh, yeah. didn't know about. But that that is how that is how you know that like the same story over and over and over again when it comes to procedurals will never die. You know, there is no end to it. You know what? I'm sensing I'm sensing something that's next. I don't know why I went all psych right then. Like, yeah. No, you totally did. It's the procedural in you. <laughs> like, yeah. hold on, I'm sensing yeah. something from the uh, other side. Now I got to get all physical and weird. Uh, <laughs> Joni loves Chachi. I don't know why. Then, then, then I, you translate that for me. No. Uh, so I'm Gus, right? I, okay, yes, perfect. you're Gus. I, so here's what I'm getting. I'm thinking. I'm thinking new procedural. Uh huh. Right. And he's a cook. <laughs> but as we all know, there's only two backstories for a cook. They were either homeless or they were in prison. Mm-hmm. And this guy was both. Oh. So he knows the mean streets, and uh, and he they bring oh him God. in. Not, so not only not only is a, a consultant on cases, but he also does catered lunches. So, what's the one liner from this show? What's what's the cold? What's the what's the, what's the, what's the you've the been chopped? <laughs> I can't. What is the so, so what? No, he arrests the guy, and what does he say? <laughs> Puts him in the handcuffs. Just, he goes, bam! <laughs> oh, shit. This is literally like taking my two favorite things of television and combining them into one show. Like, you were literally taking everything I love about Chops and everything I love but, about procedurals. But here's, the, here's the other best part, is that he is like a, he's a, a famous chef, right? He's like a Food Network chef. Yeah. So whenever they do the wrap-up... <laughs> no, no, no. He judges, he judges oh. their crime. No, I got it. Perfect. <laughs> Guy Fieri is the, is the arresting officer. You I just got a one-way I, ticket to Flavortown. Up. God damn it, Danny. <laughs> oh, shit. No. <laughs> I hate, I hate everything uh, that's happening right now. Uh, JoJo says, uh, he says, you're cooked. Duh. <laughs> and, oh then she, and then she added, this case is well done. <laughs> Enough! <laughs> oh, God. I, I want it to happen. I, I fucking... I want everything that just... Everything we just said, I want that to be a police procedural now. <laughs> this summer on TNT, <laughs> Cook Cop. I don't, I don't know what the fucking name God, of that dude, would be. Dude, it is... What's, you know what's so sad is... All of that could be real. Like, there's nothing... Like, the fact that magicians are now working with the FBI, there's no reason that this couldn't be a real thing. No, we we may have just uh, spoken it into existence. I think so. Well, I mean... All right, let's let's talk about some of the bad ones, shall we? Yes. Um, Um, How about the Steven Seagal piece of shit? Well, that's not, that's more reality TV is than, it? than I, procedural. I would no, procedural. and I, I would actually, I would like to, uh, if it pleases the court, uh, I would like to. <laughs> I would, Objection. I, I would like to enter Lucifer uh, into evidence. <laughs> as a, exhibit A. As Exhibit A. Yeah, but it's as, still on. I know. Because, Which, I mean, Fox, because it's on Fox. I guess it doesn't, because the CSIs are garbage. They yeah, are. Yeah. No, they are. But for me, they're definitely a guilty pleasure. I've watched almost every single one of them in for its sure. entirety. And it's just something about, especially CSI Miami, there's just something about David Caruso's scene chewing that... <laughs> 
It's just so so magical. But it's also like CSI is the originator of every trope that we've just talked about mm-hmm. because it like that show started all of those it tropes. Did. It like really it, did. It is it is the Kicked reason. It is the reason you have all of these procedurals. So the fact that it's still in existence, the fact that like every character that's ever ever been on CSI has its own CSI show, it's not that weird. Whereas something like Lucifer, there is no reason for that show to be successful. None. None whatsoever. Well, yeah, like, but, I mean, same could be said for a lot of shows, like Two Broke Girls. Why Why do they exist? Is, is that a procedural? It doesn't make any sense. Is that a procedural? Who or knows? Who knows? Just a, the problem with Two Broke Girls is there is no point. And th- this is, the problem with Two Broke Girls is this is what happens when you hire too many comedy writers to write your stuff and you don't write you don't make anybody that like actually knows how to write a story you just bring a bunch of comedians into a writer's room and you go how many jokes can you get in 30 minutes we don't we don't need dialogue just jokes no, yeah we don't need you you have 22 minutes minus commercials write jokes they don't even and have then to be good jokes just jokes yeah no and then they just go Okay, these are the jokes. Do that. Would uh, would you say that Dexter counts? Because I would say that Dexter I counts. Say, I yeah. felt like Dexter started out that way, yeah. but in later seasons, it just felt like it was one big, Dexter fucked up! How do we fix it the whole season? Yeah, I, I think the first... I want to say the first four seasons of Dexter. Uh, the first four seasons of Dexter really... Dexter, sorry. Really followed your typical police procedure show where, but again, that's one of those shows that had a great twist where it's like the person that you're trying, like all these police are trying to find your hero. Yeah. And, and so you, it's like that good twist where you're like, okay, well I don't want them to figure it out. So we're going to root for this guy. I could have stood for them to find out. Then you get that, that awesome little, Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. It would have been a really short show if they just rest, caught rest, it at the end of the first yeah. season. Rest in peace, Dokes. Peace you, is. You will, live for, you will live forever in memes. Well, and so and Davina had mentioned that you have procedurals that started out awesome but ended horribly, and she uh, like referenced St. Elsewhere. And so, like, that uh, is, yeah. is a prime example. Uh, Dexter is a, is a great example. I, I think started so too. out really strong and then went to, went to shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, CSI, the original CSI was one of those where it started off, you had a really strong cast mm-hmm. starting out and then people were like uh, I'm fucking famous now I'm gonna go do other shit yeah. and then some of them two seasons later were like you, you still have my uh, spot in the <laughs> well, was it Gary Durden still my locker that's what got arrested <laughs> yeah yeah Just totally lost his career yeah. but by the end of that like that show was garbage. Like mm-hmm. they brought Ted Danson Ted in. They're like, fix it. He was like, I, I can't. You can't. <laughs> you can even bring Lawrence Fishburne in. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. nope. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ted Lawrence, Danson was like, I'm going to go do the good place. Um, yeah. Fuck you guys. Lawrence was there for like one, one season, season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne and then Ted Danson. And they took Ted Danson from that one. They're like, okay, Ted, we like you. We love you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to cancel this one and we're going to start CSI Cyber. Say it with me. Say it with me, Ted. Cyber. And we're going to take your character and we're going to bring him in to, you know, bridge the gap. I mean, you've been on the show for a whole season. People are going to be familiar with you. <laughs> and it didn't work because I'm pretty sure that got canceled. Yeah, no, it did. Now he's doing season. vodka commercials. Yeah. Well, he's Ted Danson. Well, he's yeah. Ted Danson. Cheers. Got him. No. So, yeah, any so any just like flat out bad ones like right out the gate? I, I, Aside from the ones that CSI CSIs are bad. They're just yeah. popular. I, I would say I would say Lucifer. Which I think defies all reasoning and rhyme as to why it still exists. Um, NCIS LA. 
Uh, yeah. What? Uh, With yeah. the magic of Chris O'Donnell and LL Cool J? And Eric Christian Olsen? God. Nope, just the first two. Yeah. Um, what's the other? Uh, honestly, I, I said it before, but I don't know why iZombie is on season four. Yeah. Like, how is that still a thing? Oh, I think you're about to offend somebody. I Fuck them. I'm sorry. It's, it's JoJo. JoJo. Oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Well, this is awkward. Well, you heard it from Derek's waiting for it to appear in the comments right now. Angry face, angry face, middle finger, angry face. Uh, no, but like it, it. I, I I'm sorry. Does I, that technically does that make the CW shows procedurals? They have the bad guy of the week. I think their overarching oh, the plots flash. are a little bit a little bit more ingrained uh, in them. So I don't know that they can necessarily be procedural in that regard. Hmm. Um, yeah. Hawaii Five O, I think, is well started out. It started out really, really good. good. I haven't watched it yeah. late, um, but I thought that was a really strong one, especially for a remake of it. It did well, a much older it, it show. It fit the the format of of what they were trying to do. Yeah, I think. And there was nothing like watching that main dude tackle people. They, <laughs> I know. I swear to God, if you if you look up. Uh, is it O'Loughlin? Is it Alex O'Loughlin? I can't remember his full name. I know it's O'Loughlin is his last name. He's Australian. That's where they import sexy people from is Australia. Yeah, uh, of course. To play those roles. Those are the only people that are sexy on the face of the earth. I want to say like the first three to four seasons, every episode he would dive tackle someone in the most <laughs> beautiful fashion to where you were like, I think at least one stuntman died per episode. <laughs> These tackles were so glorious. I have not seen one of those in a very long time, and it makes me sad. So sad. Oh, it's so great. All right, well, we, we don't have too much time left, so I want to switch gears a little bit. And, uh, you know, obviously procedurals, they're so popular that they get many, many spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Many, many. And so I'd like to create some of our own tonight, guys. But we're going to make mundane spinoffs I love it. from, you know, popular shows. So, like, an example would be a Law & Order parking attendant unit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or um, I actually have one that I want to throw past both of you guys. It's called Elementary. Uh-huh. But it's takes place at an elementary school hall monitor and it's Sherlock as a child in mm-hmm. an elementary school I love it I love it already I already want to watch the show who again look CBS they they like doing that kind of thing They're, they have the Sheldon show <laughs> that's yeah. I, they have that's got needed so I think it's perfect how uh, who who do they cast as child Johnny Lee Miller it's gotta uh, be an English kid right or also Butterfield yeah yeah, He's already a sociopath anyway. So. Yeah, that's a real kid. <laughs> I, I just FYI, that's a real kid. That he is a real in, kid. He was in Hugo. He's he's a real kid. Okay, I know. And I know. Yeah, no. game. He, he exists. Yeah. 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 You think he could even pull it off? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's already weird, so... Yeah. What, what kind of cases did they solve? <laughs> uh, who threw up in the lunchroom? Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> who, sure. Uh, who had an accident? And what what's his drug of choice as a child? <laughs> Capri Suns, obviously. It's the, this is a three Capri Sun case. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. He just fucking overdoses on sugar Capri Sun. <laughs> oh, he can't find a vein. He just can't get the thing in the hole. Watson, uh, every time, Sherlock. Yeah, no, for sure. 
with uh, with Principal Lestrade. Yeah. <laughs> or or Hall Monitor Lestrade. Either one. Either one. Now. Yeah. No, I think I think they both work. Somebody stole my teddy bear. We'll find it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys got any? And also, uh, viewers, if you have any ideas for mundane spinoffs, let us know. Yeah. I, I would I would really like to see um, uh, CSI actual... I, I like your actual... Friend, actual CSI. Actual CSI. Actual crime scene investigation. Uh, where it does take like six weeks for them to get DNA results. Um, I know that'd be very boring television where like every episode they're like, do we have those? We don't, we don't have them yet. Um <laughs> Or just that, it, like, there's so many uh, screen like things that are like six weeks later, <laughs> we finally got the DNA evidence. Well, it turns out the killer already fled the country. <laughs> Shit. All right, so we got to get warrants or two to- Interpol. No, they, they went Interpol. To a, they went to a non-extradition country. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, because that's how real crimes work. I know. I'd like to see. Maybe not mundane, but CSI, CDC, where they're working with deadly pathogens, <laughs> and they have to discover how did this pathogen kill I, this person. I look, it shouldn't, it shouldn't work. Yeah, but regular CSI shouldn't work. But they will yeah. still yeah. make Ebola sexy. They, yeah. they really guys, will. look, Lucifer shouldn't fucking work, and it it's still in its third fucking season. I, I don't know. Who plays your lead? Yeah. Who plays CDC. Oh, man. It's got to be Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and what is her, what's her one-liner when she <laughs> opens the she, credits? She has to have a one-liner. Uh, um, I don't know if there, she has a one-liner, but I know the opening, uh, intro, like the intro credits, is something by The Cure. <laughs> I, I think she. I think at some point she has to look at the camera and be like, "Let's hope this isn't another outbreak." And then, <laughs> cue commercial or something contagion. <laughs> I have. It's got to be more of a pun, guys. You gotta. Yeah. God, I really feel so. I have one that's similar but different. I'm ready. Uh, it's called farm scene investigation. <laughs> I'm already on board. I don't know who. I don't know who the lead is just uh-huh. yet. But I do know it's be that when he, <laughs> I would love to have him back. Like he's just transferred. So they go around and they investigate uh, crops and shit that die. Uh-huh. And so, like, yeah, his opening the show, uh, somebody thought they could murder these crops and get away with it, but they're about to get weeded out. <laughs> Somebody thought they could murder all these crops. I guess they never learned it. You reap what you sow. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, no. That, yep, that makes sense. All of it. All of it. Uh, that's exactly how that would go. Do they need to have a legal drama about, like, traffic court? <laughs> And the intro to that would be uh, the Proclaimers. <laughs> I would want 500 miles. <laughs> da, da, da. But I think it's like to to really capture the realism. The yeah. people, like people just don't show. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like, 
the, 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 the case is closed on that one. The yeah. sighting officer just doesn't show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it would be a very, very boring episode where it's just average people waiting in a courtroom. Just how do, how do we spice it up? Well, they'd have to how, be. How do we give it the CBS treatment? If you're gonna give it the CBS a guy has treatment, to come in a court um, with a gun at least once. Well, so one, everybody waiting in the courtroom are models. Every single person, Absolutely. even if they don't have speaking roles, <laughs> okay, they are, they are all super hot. I'm on board so far. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then just like Danny said, uh, as soon as somebody is like, "Your Honor, uh, I don't think my car could go as fast as the ticket that was given to me," and I don't see the police officer, the police officer who apparently is suffering from derangement and crazy shit comes in with a gun and just starts shooting up the courtroom and then immediately uh, your hero who is apparently the bailiff of the traffic court yes who, yes. who we're all rooting for uh, realizes oh my god it's the cop and he tackles him and then he says played some- by Luke Hemsworth <laughs> yes yes what's what's the traffic pun that he says when he tackles the cop just stop Red means stop. <laughs> oh shit! Wow, I I don't know how else you can make the, traffic court sexy. You just got a one way ticket to the fast lane. I want to tell you guys about an actual mundane procedural that's a real fucking thing. Uh huh. That I don't and I don't remember the exact title of it, but there is um there is a place in the post office where mail goes to die. Um, where like you just they don't they, it's undeliverable and there's a specific unit that tries to track down where the mail goes hmm. using detecting stuff and then they deliver the package that's a real fucking thing it's a real show oh wow that is like sponsored by the post office <laughs> CSI yeah. what I like yes. to call it dead mail but that's just me oh no um, you absolutely should uh, that should Definitely be the name of the show. But it's like super low budget, like public access kind of like nope. is how it looks. Nope. But Dead Mail we, Dead Mail okay. brings it up to CBS. But how do we how do we make it sexy? Who's our lead? Who's our lead postmaster <laughs> investigator? Alice and Janney. <laughs> I was I was I mean, I know he's already on another show, I but was I was gonna say Matt LeBlanc, but that's that's pretty solid. He could, he could use the work. That's that's pretty solid. Matt LeBlanc or Luke Evans, he's either one. The, I know he's on the Alienist. I know he's on the Alienist, but I think either one of them could absolutely do that. I think I think he plays those roles really well because he did the same thing in the Raven, where he was that kind of Lupin we don't type talk detective. About the Raven, yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about that. Um, I could I could I could roll with Matt LeBlanc as a as a guy sitting in the post office trying to figure out where mail's supposed to go, just looking at a at a box. How you doing? <laughs> Where are you going? Looks like this letter's fate is sealed. (laughs) (laughs) But it it has to be like... So in order for it to be a legitimate procedural, what has to happen is the mail that comes through has to have some suspicious intent. And the, the only person that is able to solve the crime of the mail is Matt LeBlanc. Like you can just look at a letter and say that's got anthrax. Yeah, no, he's he's the only one that like he can he can like read cursive 
in ways that other detectives can't. Like something stupid like that. Okay, so I have uh, I have some suggestions from the the stream. I apologize. Uh, Facebook didn't refresh, and it wasn't showing what people were trying, so mm-hmm. I just reloaded the page. Uh, so uh, Davina said, CSI Animal Control. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am – yes, I'm on board. Sign me up. When uh, does it air? <laughs> JoJo said, CSI Average Victims Unit. <laughs> <laughs> She said, like, just like someone's house gets TP'd or who keeps stealing Jan's lunch from the break room. You spell me. I would watch these over any procedural that exists right now. I just want you to know. And then Michael Glennie suggested Shamar Moore in, as the lead in Dead Mail. Uh, <laughs> Shamar dude, Moore. Fuck yes. That's great. These are, these are fantastic. Like, these are better than any procedural that's currently on the we, air right we now. Copyright this shit. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. I, I particularly enjoy the animal victims unit. Um, <laughs> what if we go back to this cooking angle? Yeah. Okay. But it takes place, it's a procedural that takes place in a kitchen, and the mystery each week is who keeps taking his fucking ingredients? <laughs> I feel so you would solve that after one episode. Oh, no. 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 Oh, no, no, no. No, they, no, no. They, they change the menu each week. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's it's basically an episode of Chopped where he's got mystery ingredients. We get, like, Jean Renault <laughs> to play the lead. <laughs> Jesus. For yeah. Matilda. <laughs> this yeah. cake was for Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know what I love about all of this is... You start to realize how fucking terrible procedural shows are because everything that we've suggested could probably work as an actual show. And might already. And might already. Like, that's how fucking crazy it is. I honestly think the cooking cop show is going to be... Easily, we need like, to, yeah, I have, we no to write that shit right yeah, now. No, that is, that is going to be a thing because people love watching cooking and they love watching procedurals. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a marriage that needs to happen. And it's we, we I know I said cook cop, but I think we just call it copped. <laughs> I want this to be a real thing. I want this to happen. CBS, uh, please, dear God, starring uh, you or Fox. I I know you need more. Who's, so. who's the guy on Iron Chef? Mark Dacascus. Mark Dacascus. Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So have you seen him on the newest version of Iron Chef? Yeah. They, it's like they took his his uh, persona from the original Iron Chef and, like, dialed it up to a thousand. <laughs> no, they absolutely did. They're like, give Mark some crack. Yes. Yeah. No, they, Your they special did. ingredient is salt! Like, no, his face is, like, oh, yeah. like way more intense yeah. than it ever was before. And, but you know what? Like, we, because I remember we talked about it where it was like we watched one of the newer ones where he wasn't on it and it was um, Alton Brown. And we're like, yeah, that's cool that you can science the shit out of all of this, but like, I'm not as hyped as I need to be. And then they're like, you know what? We need Mark Dacascus, but we need him on speed. So let's do that. And they were like, look, Alton Brown, you can science the fuck out of it after they start cooking. But Mark, you gotta introduce the ingredients. And he was like, I'm not doing shit but speed. This is all I'm doing. This is all my life. That's how we get it. Because Alton Brown plays our CSI tech. (laughs) <laughs> the casket plays our renegade he handles, detective. He handles all the all the DNA evidence. Uh-huh. Oh my god! My, oh my god, Danny, that that is amazing. That that is absolutely how we this procedural it. should it'll work. Air, it'll air on the Food Network. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm so on board for this. I, I don't even... We can even call it Dinner Detective. No, I think we're good with Copped. I think, I think Dinner Detective might be owned already. Just yeah. saying. Uh, we also had one more. As Davina says, from the makers of Crossing Jordan, we bring you Crossing Guard. The real life, the real life dangers of crossing the street. Oh, that's good. Oh, oh, shit. Wow. Davina, you're good. Yeah, I, I, guys, I, I don't know why we haven't made Copped. I, I don't know why this is not an actual thing. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah. look, proceed, we're, we're just about out of time now, so uh, we have to stop. But procedurals, they're, you know, they've been around for a super long time. Yeah. You know, even going back to much, much older shows, um, you know, like your Murder, She Wrote, or mm-hmm. Murder, yeah. She Did's. Whatever, Columbo. Whatever, whatever your you stance yeah. is on that. Dragnet. Yeah, Dragnet, yeah. Drag yeah. you know, yeah. all those kinds of things. And I don't think they're ever going to die. No, like, they're not. And they, people, they have... People need that in their lives. I, they're, they're essentially the rom-coms of that thing, where it's like every rom-com follows the exact same format. It doesn't matter how you dress it up. Like, it's a rom-com for a reason, but people still... Love rom-coms just like they love procedurals. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether or not it's different or unique or not. If it follows the formula, people people will watch them because people love procedurals. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, well, thank you, uh, everyone, for tuning in on Facebook Live now that we actually got it working. So yes. love uh, love having everyone in the chat being able to interact in that way. Uh, so we appreciate you guys watching. you have anything coming up? I do. Uh, this Friday, uh, February... Uh, <laughs> the 16th. The 16th. Is that what it is? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, February 16th, uh, I will be in Victorville at the Ha Ha Cafe. Uh, I'm doing a fundraiser show out there, uh, which uh, should be awesome. So uh, I think uh, I think it's like $5 at the door. Um, so definitely come out to that. It's for a good cause. So check it out. All right, guys. Uh, as always, it's available in podcast form on our website, jackofallnerdshow.com. This has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later. I woke up in a soul